Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is the big question, the show that gives you too much information about how the government tracks your every move and knows where you are at any given moment. That's right, Michael. We know that you're watching Big Question right now on your phone. We're on to you, Michael. We're on to you. We see you. We see right through the screen. My name is MT, and I'm here today with off-screen producer, Brandon. What's going on, Brandon? Hello, MT. So glad to be back on, on The Big Question here in the Blue Dungeon. Having a great yes. day. Watching every yes. move everyone's making out there. This screen works two <laughs> ways, my friend. Yes, we can see everything you're doing. Clean yourself up. You drop some Cheetos on your shirt, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I looked up a list of all the popular names just to freak people out. <laughs> Well done. But anyway, what's our big question for today, Brandon? Well, MT, the MCU has grown so much over the years and has so many heroes spread throughout the galaxy. It's been a while right. since we've seen a lot of these people. I, you know, they, they haven't got any movies lately. And with a new big MCU film just around the corner, it leads us to this week's big question. Where are all of the major players right now in the MCU? That's a great question, Brandon. And the answer is Contraxia getting laid. Uh, by all oh, those man. beautiful oh. yellow robots. <laughs> Side BQ. We haven't even started. Side BQ. Do those robots, do they have choice? Like, are those robots allowed to choose to be Oof, sex robots? That's, that's a good like, question. How, how is their AI work? I don't know. Yeah, because it's like, we know in the MCU that, like, robotic consciousness is, like, kind of just real people at this, like, in, in, in the MCU. So, like, do they have a choice? to? I hope so. I hope that they're just making their money. I um, hope they do. Just, and you, you folks at home, I don't care what you use your computer for, but don't just use it for one thing, okay? Give it some other <laughs> stuff to do. Give it some nice things to look up on the internet. Don't just yes. turn your computer into a machine for your pleasure, okay? Let it look yes. at some other programs. Let it do some other things every now and then, okay? Be kind to it. Jeez. Seriously, I think your your meat deserves a break. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> break me off a key piece of that Kit Kat bar instead. And not, oh my god, uh, that is a great question, my friend. Because as we get ready for Thor Love and Thunder, the next major film in the MCU timeline, we thought it'd be a good idea to check in with all the heroes and remaining Avengers to see where they are at and what their condition is. So, we're about to go all Project Insight on all these superhumans and track them down and just watch them, but in a good way. We're not gonna shoot anybody, uh, like if through uh, through no. helicarriers, that's, that's no good. We're not gonna shoot um, so anybody, we're not gonna, nobody, we're gonna shoot no anybody. one's getting shot from the sky no from, by shot. Nick no, Fury by accident. No. <laughs> No, don't don't pay no attention to that giant flying helicarrier. Yeah, it's, it's fine. totally fine. It's for everyone's it's totally safety. Fine. Just kidding. Yeah. It's Hydra. Just kidding. <laughs> but it's time for a roll call in the MCU. So let's begin with the original lineup of the Avengers and starting with everyone's favorite big green machine of anger, Bruce Banner, a.k.a. <laughs> the Hulk. The last time we saw Smart Hulk, he was back in Bruce form at the end of Shang-Chi and his arm was still in that sling, showing the damage from the performing the slap. The slap. Oof, that's a, oh, we're moving on from the slap. <laughs> oh, wow. Showing the damage from performing the snap in Endgame to bring everyone back. And Shang-Chi takes place in 2024 before the events of Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, we've seen Smart Hulk in the trailer for the upcoming She-Hulk series, and there appears to be no damage to his arm anymore, which is kind of weird. So maybe that means the series takes place after Shang-Chi, and Bruce has found a way to heal. But either way, right now, Bruce and the Hulk should be on Earth, possibly in a tropical location. Yeah, it seems like Hulk's hanging out in the islands. Like, I, I think at first we thought, oh, maybe She-Hulk takes place like during the snap or like at a weird time before Shang-Chi. Mm. But the fact that it there's could. no sling action 
uh, in She-Hulk makes me think it's got to be after, right? It, it's mm. got to take place after Shang-Chi. So Wong and Abomination and Shang-Chi, that happens before She-Hulk somehow. That's what I'm thinking, right. right? That makes sense. I mean, like, it could be possible. I think it, there, it's very likely that, like, She-Hulk could take place during the blip period. Because, like, I feel like that's the only way to explain why he looks fit. And, like, he's like, all right, I'm, like, completely <laughs> right. okay. But, like, I, I could but, also... But even Hulk had a sling in Endgame. So why would he... Why would Banner need a sling if Bruce doesn't need a sling? Or, or if Hulk doesn't need a sling anymore? It's got to mm. be fixed, right? I don't know. It's so confusing. It's a weird thing, but like it, it, it could you could be one hundred percent right. And like this is after Shang Chi, and um, he just found a way to just like him and Hulk just figured out he is the Hulk after all, and like he can heal right. fairly quickly. So it's possible. Right, but that maybe, however, like, they were going to heal that damage. He had to be a Banner to do it. Couldn't be a Hulk to do right. it. He goes down to Banner. He gets all fixed up, and he's like, you know what? I kind of like being Smart Hulk. It's a little more fun for me as a guy. So I'm going to go back to Smart Hulk. That's Yo, cool. when are we going to get gonna Joe Fixit, man? Like, I really want to see Joe Fixit Hulk, Gray Hulk, like the one that works oh, yeah. in Vegas. Like, he's just, I just love that Hulk. It's just so stupid. <laughs> Gotta do it. But yeah, uh, we also have Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, because Thor is currently flying around space with the Guardians of the Galaxy crew, making money and saving the universe together one planet at a time, minus a time-displaced Gamora. So that covers Peter Quill, Rocket, Groot, Drax, Mantis, and Nebula. And we have no idea where Gamora is and might not even see her again until Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which would make sense. Yeah, I doubt they'll touch on it in Thor. They'll probably have some line of like, or they'll show Peter looking at a computer screen with a map, yes. looking despondent, and then just be like, <laughs> we, don't, we haven't found Gamora yet. End of the, end of the story. We'll check yes. in you later on Volume 3. <laughs> Peter's going to dress up as Wolverine, lay down in his bed and have a picture of Gamora and just be like... <laughs> oh, I hope so. I hope so, so bad. <laughs> Quill's just now getting the, the X-Men uh, cartoon to watch, so he's like just catching up on that meme. We also have Hawkeye, because following the events of the Hawkeye series set in late 2024... Hawkeye is hanging out on the family farm on Iowa and just training Kate Bishop. And though his hearing has been greatly affected by years of doing Avengers slash Ronin work, he's shown that he's still got the Hawkeye juice to do all yeah. the sorts of murdering and stuff. <laughs> he could still, he, he's still a player. He could still do it. I think he wants to retire. I think he's done being a superhero. But right. if, if needed, if called upon, he could come out and, and help do some fighting. Oh yeah, for sure. Like all, all he needs to do is stretch. He learned from Civil War. You just gotta stretch a little bit if you're gonna, right. you're gonna do some Avengers. Oh, work. you gotta stretch. Um. You gotta stretch. I knew she was stretched. And of course, we got Steve Rogers, aka of the old Captain Americans, because we don't know where old man Cap is right now. It's the big mystery in the MCU. Yeah. Some people think he's on the moon, um, which I think might actually be possible. I hope he's on the moon, because I feel like there's a lot of moon. I don't know action. why he's there, but he could be there. <laughs> Well, I feel like there's a lot of moon action in the MCU right now because we have the moon as a factor in Moon Knight, of course. I mean, that'd be kind of concerning if it wasn't. And we have see the moon in, in uh, the Thor Love and Thunder trailer. Like, for some reason, sure, Thor sure. needs the moon. So, like, I think that we could be actually see be seeing Captain America on the moon just being like, hey, uh, White Vision, what are you doing here, dude? <laughs> Why did you Get just fly up into space? <laughs> But we don't really know where this old man Cap really is. Like, is he dead? Who really knows? So eventually they're going to have to answer this question, but I don't know if Thor Love and Thunder will be that place specifically. Yeah, we know that, like, the the public doesn't know what's up with, with Captain America, right? There's the funny joke about, right. like, yeah, he's on the moon. That's what I heard. But, like, mm. they've got to have some sort of story. I hope MC, Marvel producers, Kevin Feige, 
He must know the answer. And he's just waiting to refer I would it. Hope maybe so. they just don't know what to do. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're waiting to see if Chris, Chris Evans will put on the old man makeup and come back. I don't know. I, I would really love if Chris Evans actually did show up in Thor Love and Thunder. And like, because like it, this, this is a story about someone being worthy of taking up the mantle of Thor. The last person that was Steve Rogers, or young man Steve Rogers, rather. And so yeah. like, it would be really, I, I would love a conversation between old man Steve Rogers and Jane Foster just to be like, being worthy just means that you you just you just do good things and have a good heart or something like that and go yeah. go do your thing, girl. Um, something like that. It just be nice. I don't know because they're both human. Yeah, the only two human worthy people on the planet. It do, it would also be a good person for Thor to talk to, right? Because Thor kind of wants right. to lay it all up and retire. And you mm. know, uh, Steve had to make that choice, and he did make that choice because he got to be back with his lady and cause a branch right. timeline and maybe destroy the universe, who knows? Uh, but, you know, <laughs> he, he would be a good mentor uh, for Thor when he's looking at, like, what what does the next phase of my thousand years of life look like? No, for sure. Like, it, it just, I feel like Thor looks up to Steve Rogers a lot, which is kind of ironic because he's a god. But, like, he, he finds Steve Rogers to be, like, the most, the best of hum humanity. And so, like, right. it would make a lot of sense for him to be like, you know what, my, my good friend, Steve Rogers, had a nice, he got to hang it up and, like enjoy his love and i am tired of all this thunder so let me focus on love instead there you go Thor love the thunder i don't know we have to talk about natasha romanoff and tony stark because uh uh they're no longer with us um they died being heroes as they are so unless we get a variant tony from another timeline or someone who figures out how to get natasha's soul back we probably won't be seeing them again anytime soon they're probably gone i think they're gone for good for now yeah, for now. Until Secret Wars, we're going to see. I, I, I guarantee, Wars. I have a feeling. Oh, yeah. I don't want to guarantee, but like, RDJ got to be coming back. RDJ, please come back for Secret Wars. It's going to be amazing. Uh, but yes, that's the original Avengers team. But let's check in on a few more people um, that were added on to the roster. Like people like Vision. Our beloved Vision has been killed, reanimated, and killed again about one, two, three, four, 50 times now. But we do <laughs> so know. Many times. <laughs> so many times. But we do know that there is a White Vision flying around out there somewhere searching for his purpose. Could White Vision decide that Gore shouldn't be killing gods? And does White Vision even believe in gods? What god does White Vision believe in? Um, yeah. Computer? God? Man? Uh, Zola? <laughs> I mean, yeah. The Visions, the Visions, you know, they're, they're logic-minded beings. Both yes. are OG Vision and White Vision. But there's a, a plenty of evidence that these gods are real, so they they must acknowledge that fact. I mean, they see them probably as aliens or interdimensional being, beings, not gods, uh, mm. not capital G gods, right? But uh, yeah, White Vision, I wonder where he is, like what he's up to. He's gotta be somewhere, he's not just flying around in the sky. Like he's gotta be landed somewhere, somewhere secret though where people aren't around. I straight up feel like, this is gonna be such a weird theory, but like, I honestly feel like White Vision is on the moon. You love, you're just putting everyone on the moon. Straight up, like I think that White Vision, because he's a sword, um, he has the sword matrix in his brain and sword has satellites in space. I think he went to the ultimate satellite in space, the moon, to have a think. Just be like, you know what? I don't really know what I'm doing because I feel like I should love humanity, but like I have all this evil in me. I don't know. I'm just going to think about <laughs> I it. I mean, it puts that it puts that famous poem, Whitey's on the Moon, in like a whole new context. It, it, it was, <laughs> we're talking about white vision. It's a whole new context. I can't pay no doctor bills, but Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. <laughs> like, he'd straight up be doing his, like, Dr. Manhattan thing. I'm tired of these people. 
<laughs> their problems. <laughs> I exist beyond time. I mean, in theory, White Vision can do the the Scarlet Vision trick, right? Of like making himself look like a human. So he could just right. be wandering around the streets, Ooh. just being a weirdo at coffee shops, being like, "What do you think is the best coffee for a human to drink?" <laughs> There's also Doctor Strange, of course, because like as for this good doctor, following the events of Multiverse of Madness, he appears to be off world now, helping Clea deal with her dark dimension incursion. Now, I don't think that he'll be showing to help out Thor at all in this movie. Yeah, no, he's gone for now. If we're gonna talk about Doctor Strange, we gotta talk about the man himself, the president of magic, Sorcerer Supreme, Wong, back in Kamertage, and he's just recovering from the damage done by the Scarlet Witch, because she really messed up Kamertage completely. So he'll probably show up for at least a scene in Thor Love and Thunder, because you can't really have an MCU film now without an appearance from Wong, because he's yeah. the new Coulson. He's, he's, yeah, yeah. And please don't die like Coulson. Please do not kill off Wong. If anyone, like, I, don't, I, I don't care if the entire universe dies and Wong is at the end of the universe. He needs to be he who remains because he is the man, Wong, the king himself. Yeah, we'll definitely get a, a Wong appearance in Thor Love and Thunder. He appears in every MCU property. He obviously runs Kamertage. Does he like right. run uh, uh, the New York Sanctum too? I mean, I guess... Doctor Strange runs the New York Sanctum, but he just walked through a portal with Clea. I, I hope he told somebody before he left or whatever. <laughs> That's so true. To be like, hey, Wong, I need you to cover for me for maybe a thousand years. Who knows how long I'll be gone for? But also, we got to talk about our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Currently swinging around New York City and following in the events of No Way Home, he's still all on his own, which is very sad. And nobody knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man now, so in theory, nobody knows how to ask him for help. So unless any of the activities from Thor cross over into New York City, we probably won't be seeing him anytime soon. Though it would be funny if the only person that the spell didn't affect was Thor, but Thor had no idea. In theory, he never met Peter Parker. Maybe he met him at the funeral, like at Tony Stark's mm. funeral. Because he'd probably mm. be like, who the hell are you? Why uh, is this teenage boy? <laughs> it's Peter, the, the, the boy with the problems and the, the, the puberty. You know, yeah. you know him. He's, a, uh, he's got the web coming out of his butt or something like that. <laughs> hey, Peter, does that mean uh, Mary Jane's up for grabs now? Hmm? Oh, my. Ooh. Yeah, he's he's way older than any woman he's ever been with. Yeah, if he dates anyone on Thor, he's robbing the cradle, let's be honest. <laughs> anyway, Ant-Man and the Wasp. And they're most likely in San Francisco working with Hank and Janet on quantum technology and exploration of of the quantum realm because both Scott and Hope would want to be close to their family so it makes sense for them to be on the west coast. Yeah, I think they're definitely hanging out in San Francisco. Though uh Scott Lang is my is my like wild card pick for a cameo in Thor Love and Thunder. So I think mm. walking around I I could see him with his with his with his daughter and his ex-wife and Bobby Cannavale walking around New Asgard just on vacation like taking pictures and stuff when all that when all that stuff goes down and maybe he gets in the fight a little bit. But I think that's, that's my like wild card cameo is like Scott Lang's just on vacation in New Asgard. I would really love that. To go on vacation with the family. It's like, he yeah. wants to go see a play in New Asgard. Let's do it. I have cool yeah, yeah. friends now. And he tries to like um, meet Thor and Thor's like, I have no idea who you are. And he's like, hey man, I was a little guy. We were doing the fighting thing. <laughs> we, we met Tony Stark's funeral. I don't know. I just feel like Kevin Feige is most, in my opinion, is setting up a West Coast Avengers type of scenario. Because um, I don't think that we're going to, I mean, we might see the Young Avengers, but I feel like we're just going to have like the West Coast Avengers be established first, because I believe mm. Shang-Chi, who is next on this list, is also based on the West Coast as well. That's right. And I'm sure that he's still out there hanging out with Katie, staying trained up and shredded and, uh, you know, just doing uh, push-ups in his garage, being <laughs> uh, an unfairly handsome man. Good right. God, Simu. 
Um, I'm jealous of you and your entire existence. It is weird that Wong didn't ask him to come help fight the Scarlet Witch. That would have been badass mm. to see the Scarlet Witch go up against Shang-Chi. But knowing yeah. how powerful she is, that was probably for the best. Because if she got a hold of those yeah. rings, that'd be some real some real problems. Yeah, I think that, yeah, Shang-Chi is definitely not ready to, <laughs> to fight the Scarlet Witch. Because, um, like, you know, we saw her pop it into people's minds. And he had yeah. to tell everybody to fortify your mind, which is one of my favorite <laughs> quotes in MCU history. Because his delivery was spectacular. Yeah, yeah. I loved that episode. I, I, I always say it to myself all the time when I get distracted. I'm like, MT, fortify your mind. <laughs> It's also funny to think that, you know, they were examining those rings and Wong's like, oh, it's like calling out to something and we have no idea what it's calling out to. Uh, here, mm. why don't you keep these, Zhangqi? Uh, take, these <laughs> take these out of my library right now, please. Thank you so much. Right? Yeah, go hang out in San Francisco. That's fine. It's like, I'm you sure have my whatever, phone number. Uh, I'm sure whatever it's reaching out to is super nice and we'll come and right. give you a hug. That's fine. <laughs> we'll be sure to bury your corpse when it comes. <laughs> we'll give you a lovely funeral. Oh, you should have been there for Tony Stark's funeral. It was great. We got to talk about, of course, Nick Fury and Maria Hill, because both Nick Fury and Maria Hill had Skrulls replacing them on Earth during the events of Spider-Man Far From Home in the summer of 2024. And we got confirmation that Fury was on a sword space station during this time. And it's fair to assume that Maria Hill was up there as well, because they are two peas in a pod. They work yeah. so well together. Um, they're homies for life. So we probably won't be seeing any of them again until the Secret Invasion series. But if Gore poses enough of a threat to Earth, we could see them again sooner. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Nothing yes, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I want Nick Fury to come back, but it does feel like they're really waiting on Secret Invasion for that. Yeah. It would be good to have a nice check-in on in Thor Love and Thunder because we haven't seen him in a while, but I think they're just waiting. Gore's not here to destroy Earth. He just wants to kill some gods. And I'm sure Nick Fury's probably like, yeah, go ahead. Why don't you take out some of these guys? I don't trust them anyways. <laughs> Nick Fury knows that we can handle ourselves. He's yeah. like, all right. He's you like, guys yeah, take it. out a few of them. That's fine. We also have Sam Wilson, AKA the new Captain America. Following the events of Falcon and Winter Soldier, he's probably still working with the US government to keep America safe as uh, Captain Americas are prone to do. Possibly overseeing whatever the GRC is up to these days after his impassioned speech, telling people to just get along because why not? Um, it may be still getting some help from Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier, a.k.a. the White Wolf, a.k.a. Uh, the most handsome man in the world. The most handsome. <laughs> from the most handsome man from uh, the 1940s that is still alive in the MCU. Still alive, still uh, It's Bucky Barnes. He's now at peace with his past transgressions and fully past all the Hydra programming. And he could be helping Sam Wilson with his business in um, Cap 4. Um, we also know he likes to hang around Captain America in general, so he could also be visiting some old friends in Wakanda. The Falcon and Winter Soldier series was a lot about him, you know, getting over everything and just putting it behind him, getting out there, trying to date again. But mm. he, he's not going to hang it up forever. Like, he still wants to be working. I don't think he can, like, officially work for the U.S. government. There's still, like, that weirdness around, like... The fact that he assassinated yeah. a bunch of people, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they probably gave him a full pardon, but they don't really trust him. But I'm sure he's still helping Sam with whatever's going on. And especially if, yeah, if Sam's going back to Wakanda for any reason, I'm sure Bucky's like, I would love to tag along, please. Thank you so much. Sam's really his only friend. Like, it's, he's, yeah. I mean, we saw in Falcon and Winter Soldier that he's very antisocial and he doesn't really like talking to people. So um, it just makes sense that, like, we saw him just be, adapt himself to this new family. And so, like, yeah, he just... Hanging out with his new bestie. I think Wakanda was like, don't come around here for, after, for a while because uh, yeah. you, you're too hot right now. Um, I mean, not physically, just uh, you're just too hot in terms of you've done some bad things. We got to talk about Black Panther and Shiri and Okoye because we, we also have to talk about all these heroes currently in Wakanda. And this, that includes 
Shuri, Okoye, and even the Black Panther. And I'm sure they're not going to address the T'Challa situation until the Black Panther sequel, Wakanda Forever. But for now, it's safe to assume that he is in Wakanda along with Shuri and Okoye. Yeah, I mean, we did see Bast, right? Is gonna be in right. Thor Love and Thunder. So there mm -hmm. could be some Wakanda connection there, but I doubt they wanna, they don't wanna get into any of like the people living in Wakanda because everyone wants to know how they're gonna address T'Challa. So I, I'm sure they're just gonna skip right over that and just deal with Bast mm -hmm. uh, and not deal with any of the uh, uh, humans down in Wakanda right now. Yeah, for sure. Cause like, I, I definitely feel like this is like Ryan Coogler's territory to handle like right. the story of like what happens to T'Challa like after, you know, the terrible tragedy of his death. Um, so yeah, I, I don't see them, like maybe they might hint as to like, like maybe like a new avatar for Bass might need to right. be chosen. But at the, like, I definitely don't think that um, we'll see any... Yeah, I, I'm sure they don't want to get Black into Panther. it in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a possibility that Shuri is in Oakland, right? Uh, right. Working at that center that they opened up, but she's probably in Wakanda right now. You know what? That's actually... I totally forgot about that because they did open up that um, the outreach center in Oakland. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, there is a good chance that she is there considering that it seems like the MCU is leaning towards a, new, a more West Coast... Um, a base, so like all their so stories don't take place in New York anymore, which is which <laughs> right. makes sense. Um, and plus, like if we're having mutants, uh, Magneto has to move that Golden Gate Bridge at least once. Or oh else yeah, is he really Magneto? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we also got to talk about War Machine because we saw in Falcon and Winter Soldier, Rhodey is still working with the U.S. military, and he probably won't be appear again until his Armor Wars series or possibly even Secret Invasion. Because you know, I would love to see another cameo, and if Rhodey is a scroll. I will cry. I will cry. <laughs> oh boy. And my God, like it would be hilarious if he was a scroll since Iron Man 2 and he was supposed to look like Terrence Howard, but he's just like, yeah, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just I really think wrong. Don Cheadle's handsome. Scroll. I'm rough at this. <laughs> but also let's talk about Captain Marvel, the boo thing of one war machine <laughs> in the comics. <laughs> and that's probably, mm. I think they're setting that up um, in the oh, okay. Endgame. They're like, oh, be, be safe. Wink, wink. But yeah, Captain Marvel is definitely flying around in space, dealing with many issues going on throughout the galaxy. There's a lot of drama, a lot of people talking shit about other planets. She's just yeah. the mediator. We saw in the post credit scene for Shang-Chi that she had to dash away to deal with something very important. So we can all assume that she was still off planet. Yeah, she's gone. Not on Earth. Doesn't care about gore. She's not coming back. <laughs> she only shows up during the big events like in the game. Yeah, you know, yeah. She's doesn't really care about us. She's like, call me when you got a real threat. And speaking of Captain Marvel, let's talk about Monica. Because Monica unlocked her abilities while traveling through the Hex in WandaVision. And she met with the Skrull at the very end of that series, who indicated that her talents would be needed somewhere else. Potentially up in space on the same sword space station that Nick Fury is still hanging out on. And the events of WandaVision happened before the events of Spider-Man Far From Home. So Monica could have already been in space by the time we see Nick Fury on that station, which yeah, would make Yeah, I love this idea. I think she is already up there. She's on the space station. She's maybe even like has teamed up with Captain Marvel at this point. I don't know, but... Yeah, she mm. won't be on Earth. We won't see her in Thor Love and Thunder. And well, let's talk about Loki, because our Loki is dead, but there is still a yeah. variant Loki dealing with the now-changed TVA that exists outside of time somewhere out there. Somewhere out there. It would be great to see him check on Thor, though, in Thor Love and Thunder, though I don't know if Thor's ready for that yet, especially after yeah. getting that back tattoo. Yeah, yeah, he's seen, he's seen, he's thought Loki was dead so many times and then actually watched him die at the hands mm -hmm. of Thanos. I, I would love a scene of like Loki 
popping in to see Thor, but like Thor doesn't see him and Loki just wants to make sure he's okay or something. It would be so mm. sweet. I would cry so hard. Uh, but <laughs> I, I don't think we'll see him in Thor Love and Thunder, but uh, I think it would be a good spot to put him in, but don't have them meet. Don't have them meet up. Just have Thor or just have Loki check in and move on. You know, he's got other stuff to deal with. I would love if Loki was about like comes through a TVA door and like he's about to go say hi to Thor, but then like Thor's talking to Corey. He's like, you know, if if my if my brother's faking it again, I'll, I think I'll strangle him myself. <laughs> if I ever see him alive again, I will carve out his pancreas. And, he's like, and then Loki's like, uh, maybe not yet. I'll, I'll come back in a, a couple thousand years. Bye. But let's talk about Valkyrie, our, our king Valkyrie, rather. I'm so sorry. Right. I gotta address thy royal highness as in such mm-hmm. terms, because she's the new king of Asgard with Korg and Meek by her side. Of course, we all know that from the trailer. It's not a really surprise, but we still have to be thorough because, Yeah, you know, we gotta put her on the list. We know she's gonna be in the movie. She's on new Asgard. That's where she is. She's doing her thing. Uh, but let's talk about the villains now, because like we know where our heroes are, but where are our villains? Let's start off with Wanda Maximo, because Last time we saw her, she was not doing so great um, on that mountain. Yeah, we don't really know if she's alive or if she's yeah, dead. She's probably not she's dead forever, likely. right? But she's not going to be a factor yet. She's got to yeah. work, work through some stuff right now. Um, we also do have Baron Zemo, who is still a factor, but he's still in custody at the hands of the Wakandan military. Yeah. Um, so he's probably in Wakanda, um, just scheming, ready to do some, some bad things. And he'll probably show up and... Um, some way and and maybe well, Wakanda forever just maybe like a little teaser oh. even though Anthony Mackie has said that like oh man I I don't really I'm not really gonna be in Wakanda forever he does know a, a lot of details man. about the set yeah. and like what's going on so I feel like he might actually be in Wakanda forever because like this is a this is a tribute to Chadwick Boseman the first like Black Panther in live action and Black Panther was the right. first Black Marvel hero and so like he paved the way for this new Black Captain America so. It would be weird if he didn't show up, in I my opinion. But up. anyway, he'll, he'll definitely show up. So yeah, I can definitely see Zemo also just being like, him just checking up on Zemo and being like, ha you got caught, you dumb purple <laughs> bastard. Thanks for um, all your help. Uh, you're still in prison. <laughs> we also have the, uh, the Abomination, who is in custody at this weird prison facility that we'll see in She-Hulk, and also yeah. made an appearance in um, Shang-Chi as well. Um, we don't. We really haven't seen him since the events of 2008's Incredible Hulk, so it's still super right. great to see see him in Shang-Chi and also here. But we also have Justin Hammer, who is still in custody at Seagate, that revealed that Wenwu was still in the shadows of being the real Mandarin as the leader of the Ten Rings, and sort of just retconning the whole I'm the Mandarin Killian thing from Iron Man 3, which is a very good choice because we would not have Shang-Chi without it. So uh, I think that we'll see Justin Hammer more in Armor Wars, if anything oh, yeah. more, because like I would love to see him back. I, I, is he confirmed for Armor Wars? I don't know if he's confirmed, but I mean, he's got to be a part of it, right? He's got to be. Like, it would be very sad if he wasn't, because, like, he's just, yeah. oh my god, so good. So good. But let's talk about Ghost, because from Ant-Man and the Wasp, she's this reformed villain, but still needs some of that sweet quantum juice to, like, sustain her unstable atoms yeah. in her body. I mean, so, we assume she's on the good side now, but the, you know, she could easily slip back into her bad behavior. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I do feel like we're going to get the story of her father told in Quantum Mania with the... With um, her mm. father is of course Elias Starr, who is uh, the right. famous Ant Man villain Egghead, who is like Ant Man's number one enemy in the comics. Um, so I just I think it makes sense for her to still be kind of bad because her bad father is still a factor in the MCU. I don't know. That's just a weird thought for me. We also have to talk about Zola because Zola, as we see in What If, 
has had multiple Zola copies yeah. around there's the world. There's still a Zola out so. there somewhere, for sure. Yeah, there's definitely a Zola out there alive, kicking and, you know, just waiting to be booted and put on a uh, a USB stick. Well, let's talk about Val's crew that we uh, were introduced to in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because we also know that Val has a couple of new recruits under her control, including Yelena Belova and U.S. agent John Walker. So we never really know when they might show up again, so it'd be cool if uh, we saw one of them appear in Thor, Thor Love and Thunder, or maybe like a new addition to what we think is th uh, the Thunderbolts being assembled right. in the MCU. Yeah, it would be cool to see them in like She-Hulk, right, that they work out of that prison the cube, we think it is, uh, on the right. desert somewhere. That'd be interesting if that was their home base. Otherwise, I assume DC is their home base. I don't know. That could also be mm. where we see, like, the power broker, Sharon Carter again, uh, involved right. with, like, Val and her trickery. So who knows? But, yeah, they probably won't be a big factor in Thor Love and Thunder, but they're out there. They're out there yeah. waiting. Correct. They're out there. <laughs> but, yeah, that's our MCU roll call. Who do you think might be the wildest appearance in Thor Love and Thunder, my friend? You know, I think Scott Lang showing up, not as Ant-Man, but showing up as Scott Lang would be a lot of fun uh, and be, be pretty wild. I definitely think we'll see a Wong. You can't, you can't keep mm. Wong out, out for too long. Yes. Uh, but, like, wildest, wildest. If they find a way to work in, like, Captain Marvel, like, that would be pretty crazy. If she like mm. flies by and is like, I don't want to deal with gore. That's too much for me. I got other stuff to do. Like that would be kind of crazy. What about you? What do you think would be like a wild? I think it would be, it'd be, it'd be super nuts if Hank Pym, I know you said Scott Lang, but like I think that like Pym Tech could potentially come into factor here because like there is a, a prison in the Marvel comics called the Big House that shrinks right. all the bad guys into little tiny people <laughs> right. and, and little tiny cubes. So, like, so they can just store them easier. So, like, I can't really think of a better way to store the abomination than to put them into a little little box. But, yeah, what do you guys think is going to be the wildest appearance in Thor Love and Thunder? Let us know in those comments, baby, because we want to hear what you guys think. You guys are so smart. We love you. We know that you guys are even smart because you guys love picking up our latest obsession shirts on NewRockStarsMerch.com. It's, like, the smartest thing that you guys do, and it really helps the channel. And you should check out our newest latest obsession shirt, Empire's Most Wanted, inspired by the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And when you buy this limited edition latest obsession shirt, you unlock the opportunity to get a shout out on our weekly Wookiee Lead series, our Obi-Wan Kenobi after show, hosted by Eric Voss and Tommy Bechtold. So once the shirt is sold out, it's gone for good. So be sure to visit NewRockStarsMerch.com to grab your latest obsession shirt today. And before we dive into our bite-sized questions next, some words from the people that help bring Big Question to you, people like Mint Mobile. Because have you ever signed a contract with tons of fine print from a big wireless provider to get some incredible deal only to find out there's this super secret catch? It feels like there's always a catch these days. But what if I told you Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month without any catch? What if I told you that? It's Ryan Reynolds' company, so he does unbelievable things all the time. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. And several members of the new Rockstar staff has made the switch to Mint Mobile for this very reason. Philip loves the convenience that Mint Mobile offers, as well as the fact that he got to keep his phone number and all of his contacts when he made that switch. So for anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. And Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or for a family. And at Mint, families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. So switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. 
So to get your new wireless plan for just 50 bucks a month and get this plan shipped right to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash big Q. That's mintmobile.com slash big Q. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash big Q. Now it's time for our bite-sized question, Brennan. Are you ready? Oh, a bite-sized question. Wait, what's that? Oh, oh. Yeah, switch the things oh. up. Ask him to go bite-sized this time. Delicious. <laughs> oh, oh. Yum. All right, Brandon, how much would it cost to build a Death Star in real life? And this is from Chicken Chips on Twitter. Thank you, Chicken Chips. Oh, yes, thank you, Chicken Chips. We all know the Death Star. You've heard of it. It's no moon. Yeah. It's a space station, baby. It's probably the most <laughs> famous ultimate weapon in cinema history. The Death Star is a giant mobile battle station capable of destroying a whole planet with just one little laser. Uh, but how much <laughs> did it cost to build? Well, Wikipedia... Uh, the the better version of Wikipedia lists the cost <laughs> of the Death Star at over one trillion galactic credits. That's a one oh, with shit. twelve zeros. Uh, their source for this figure is Star Wars: Absolutely Everything You Need to Know, a book released in 2015. Though most of the film-related facts in the book are considered canon, some of their facts rely on Legends material, which wasn't considered canon post the Disney buyout in 2012. Uh, and this is right. just like a little fun coffee table fact book. If we try and conceptualize one trillion galactic credits, it's kind of difficult because it's just like greater than one trillion. We don't have an exact figure. So it's like, oh, it costs more than a trillion galactic credits to build. Uh, great. Uh, but at the same time, the Empire was also seizing planets and their mining operations. And they weren't exactly paying for all the materials and labor that went into making the Death Star. Wookiees had to build for free and get fed meat. I don't know. Messed up stuff. So a Forbes article from 2012 tried to answer the question as to what it would cost to build the Death Star in our world. Uh, and right. they turned to some economic students from Lehigh University who calculated it would cost $852 quadrillion for just the steel necessary to build the battle station. So that's 852 wow. with 15 zeros behind it, or roughly 13,000 times the world's GDP in 2012. So way more money than the world even has uh, to build the Death Star. What if I used a coupon, Brandon? How about that? Well, <laughs> if you used a coupon, if you got 10% off, that's uh, uh, 852. I don't know what's just before quadrillion dollars. Uh, so not, not a bad coupon, but still a lot. And so you're going to need a lot of steel, too. And while the Earth's crust doesn't even contain enough iron to make the steel to build one Death Star, our core does. In fact, you could make mm. 2 billion Death Stars from the Earth's core, uh, though getting all that iron out would be quite the challenge. Uh, but yeah, mm. there's a lot of iron deep down in the Earth, but not so much uh, in the crust to build a Death Star. But once mm. you have a Death Star, uh, what are you gonna do with it? How, are you gonna, how much does it cost to even operate this thing? Well, the British energy company, Ovo Energy, surmised it would cost 7.7 .7 octillion dollars to a day to operate the Death Star. So that's a seven followed by 27 zeros. Uh, a very expensive piece of machinery to keep floating around in space. I've never heard the word octillion before in my days. <laughs> yeah, octillion. Uh, 27 holy zeros. That's a lot of zeros, baby. Holy. Um, so yeah, not very cost effective to build and own a Death Star. Just skip it. Just be nice to people, okay? Just Seriously, nice. just forgive your enemies. It's way cheaper. Now, our second bite-size of the question of the day is... Yeah. Do you think that on Earth 838, there is a Captain Carter musical? This is from 
Frey Girl on Discord. Thank you, Frey Girl. Yes, thank you, Frey Girl. This is a great question. It really, really made me think, okay? So in Doctor mm. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, we saw an alternate universe where Peggy Carter took the Super Soldier Serum instead of Steve Rogers. This Earth, Earth 838, also had an Illuminati and mutants and the Fantastic Four, but none of that matters here, baby. We want to know mm. if Captain Carter, the Captain Britain to our Captain America, not that Captain Britain, but you know what I mean, uh, got her own musical. Does Carter the musical exist in the West End of the 838 like Rogers the musical exists on Broadway in the 616? Well, let's think mm -hmm. of uh, the notable things that Steve accomplished to get that musical to see if Peggy's antics would line up. And we'll consider that some of what we saw in the first episode of What If happened to 838 Peggy Carter as well, since that's like the best evidence we have of how you get right. to a Captain Carter, okay? Steve was created to help fight in World War II uh, he took on the Nazis and Red Skull. He died heroically. He didn't really die from the ice, but they thought he was dead. Uh, so we could mm. say all the same happened for Peggy, right? She was created to help fight the Nazis. She fights the Nazis. And the story is probably that she died, even though we saw her go through some portal. Uh, and that's how right. she got to the future, right? Uh, so we assume all that kind of happened for her. So that would be one indication of like, oh, there's your first act of the musical, baby. Okay. Uh, and so then Steve fought the Chitauri invasion, and we can assume that Peggy did that too, because What If showed how she made it to modern times. Uh, and we know that the 838 fought off Thanos on Titan, so we can assume the early stages of his plan were like the same, right? He probably tried to invade Earth uh, and whatever the Avengers looked like then. Possibly the Fantastic Four helped fight the Chitauri, maybe some mutants helped fight. So yeah, Peggy was probably involved in that battle too, so that would be there. So then Steve Rogers, like he fights Thanos to undo the snap. Uh, and as far as the public knows, he maybe dies during that fight. So that's probably the final act of the musical, right? His death or presumed death. Peggy never did those things. Uh, in the 838, they stopped Thanos before the snap ever happened. And as far as the public knows in the 838, Doctor Strange is the hero there, right? They built that statue for him. And they're like, he died fighting Thanos to save us all. Right. And for the public, like that might not even be that big of a thing for all the things that happen, right? That the Illuminati coming out and saying like, oh, we stopped Thanos, he would have ended the universe or he would have killed half of all life in the universe. The public would just be like, yeah, sure, great. Add it to the pile of awesome things you've done. It doesn't really stand <laughs> out in our minds because we never felt the effects of it. But Doctor Strange died fighting Thanos and saved us all, great, we'll build a statue for him. So yeah, <laughs> Peggy does wind up dying fighting off Wanda, but they might lie to the public of the 838 about that as well, right? They're, they maybe not say what actually happened there. So I don't think there was a Carter musical in the 838 at the time of Multiverse of Madness, because she's still alive, she's still functioning, and she's just another hero mm -hmm. on the Illuminati. But maybe, just maybe, they're working on it now. Like after she mm -hmm. does die, maybe they're like, maybe England's like, oh, we gotta make a musical for our greatest hero. But I do think during the time of Multiverse of Madness, they had a strange musical in that universe because he was their big mm. hero. They had probably some weird rock <laughs> opera called Strange. Uh, and it was all about using magic and it had cool effects in the, in the show and stuff like that. So I don't think there was a Carter musical. I think they're maybe working on one now, but I think there was a strange musical like there was a Rogers musical on Earth 616. Mm, I think that actually makes a lot of sense. I think the strange musical makes a lot of sense because just because he's the savior of the world. He was like, the he hero that died, right? Yeah. Thank you, Brandon, for these amazing answers. You're an amazing man with a smart brain 
and I love you very much. But now oh, it is time you. for our box of scraps, Brandon. Oh, baby, put it in a game with a box of scraps. Put it in a game with a box of scraps. Put it in a game with a box of scraps. Amazing. Now, Brandon, if you had to go into hiding, where would you go, and what would your secret identity be? Would it be mm-hmm. Ben Kenobi by any chance? Ben? Oh, I don't go by Brandon. I'm Ben Barrick now. No one will ever figure that one out. Uh, I think if I'm going to go into hiding somewhere, I want to do that scenario where you move to like a small European town, maybe like a small town somewhere in Italy, and I become like a baker, uh, the mysterious Ooh. baker that no one knows his backstory until one day when they come for me and I have to hang up my apron and dust off dust the flower off my hands and be like, I got one more in me. Uh, yeah, I would go into hiding in a small Italian town as a baker. That would, that would be Ooh. my secret identity. The mysterious That's a good baker. one. Yeah. I, I, I would love to just pick up baking. I feel like during the pandemic, a lot of people learned how to make bread. And I'm so, I'm so jealous of that. So I think that that's the perfect. I, I tried making bread. I got a I got a cabinet full of yeast now. That's no good. <laughs> I gave it a shot. After three I have days, a cabinet I was full like, of sentient yeast. <laughs> yeah, I'll just buy my bread from the store. Thanks so much. Yes, um, I think my secret identity would probably be something stupid like uh, Smitty <laughs> Werberman Jansen uh, from SpongeBob. Um, oh, I don't know okay. if you ever saw that episode where uh, <laughs> I did not empty. I'm an old man. The SpongeBob episode not. where, like, SpongeBob buys this stupid, uh, you know, those hats where like you can drink out of, like the sports oh, yeah. hats. That you, so like he oh, buys yeah. one of those, but then like it's super like important, and like he buries it um, in this like person that he thinks is like Mr. Krabs thinks is fake called Smitty Werberman Jansen, and it turns out to be this real guy. And um, I don't know, I just thought the name was stupid, so I was like, I'm gonna be a man named Smitty Werberman Jansen because he was number Perfect. one. He was number one. Um, Sorry, that was a, this is all Spongebob references. Everyone who watches Spongebob will understand what I'm saying. What would be your 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 job, your 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 secret job? How, how are you hiding? My secret job? Yeah, hmm. yeah. I would be a secret um, mailman. Well, so you, got, you got to blend in. Are you going to be a mailman? Is that how you blend in? Yes. To, like, everyone's going to know who I am, and they'll never suspect that this friendly mailman is um, a it's secret true. Jedi. It's true. <laughs> So I'll be the friendly mailman. But yes, that is it for this episode of Big Question. Thank you to Brandon for joining me on this episode. He's amazing. As always, please follow him at Grin and Barrick on Twitter. You can follow me on Mastertainment on Twitter if you want to see me tweet some weird shit. But most importantly, follow New Rock Shirts here on YouTube and all of our social media platforms. And make sure to hit that notification bell on YouTube so you can get notifications every time we upload a video. Thank you guys so much for watching. We love you. Time's a million bajillion. You guys mean so much to us. Have a great week. And we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. Mm. Yeah. Mm.